scumbags! Let's rage! Sports Rage with Gabe Morency. Rage all you want. Let's roll. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabriel Morenzi, the pimp, the players, the hustlers, the people of Boston, and everybody else in between throwing it down. The Monday night meltdown has begun as the Las Vegas era has begun for the Raiders as well. And it begins with a win, a double-digit win uh, at that as the Raiders are off and running 2-0, something the New Orleans Saints haven't been able to do since 2013. Hard to believe a football franchise as good as New Orleans Saints haven't been able to win uh, two straight games to start the season since 2013. So it is uh, what it is and what it was, was a Raider victory, a Raider money line uh, victory, a Raiders uh, cover. And of course, the game goes over the number as well as uh, Derek Carr in a zone, 34-20 uh, for the final uh, score. Derek Carr, 28-38, throws three touchdown passes, spreads the ball around. And if you're giving a game ball out, I think you got to give the game ball actually to Chucky. I tell you what, man, you know, Gruden's doing a hell of a job uh, with this football team uh, right now. Not the most talented football team, but they're buying in to the system. They're buying in, and uh, we bought in, and we cashed the ticket. We also cashed a ticket with the Tampa Bay Lightning, Metallica style, as the Tampa Bay Lightning get it done, and they even the Stanley Cup uh, finals won a piece uh, right now. This this series has seven games uh, written all over it. We're going to be breaking it down. We'll get you caught up to date as far as the numbers uh, are concerned. Paul Bovey's going to step up and in covers.com in the house. Paul Bovey throws it down as the San Francisco 49ers are learning that the Super Bowl loser curse is real. Uh, as feared, Nick Bosa's out for the year. Solomon Thomas now out uh, for the year. Jimmy G's uh, status is unknown uh, moving forward. He's not out for the year, but he could be out for at least a couple of weeks. Uh, Moster's got problems uh, right now uh, for the next couple of weeks. Christian McCaffrey's got issues. He's out for the next four to six weeks. We could go on as far as the NFL injuries are concerned, but quite frankly, we don't have the time. We're going to be sending it to Las Vegas, Nevada, as they're throwing it down after the Raider victory. Drew Martin Betts is going to step up and in straight from the strip in Las Vegas uh, this evening. We're breaking it down on the Monday night uh, meltdown. The National Basketball Association takes a night off to get caught up. And they also have a tentative NBA Finals schedule that we'll share with you. Listen, you already knew that Wednesday, September the 30th was going to be epic. Well, it's even more epic now. Sports Rage Late Night, epic as well. Bring it, vent your rage. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You're listening to Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. And you know what? It'll be nice having a little extra cash to bet on college football. Yeah, I'd like to bet a hundred bucks. You want to pick a team? No, just take it. Sports Ridge, late night. I am Gabriel Barenzi. Let's do this thing. The Monday Night Meltdown has uh, begun as uh, we're uh, throwing it down. A lot of stuff to hit uh, this evening. Paul Bovey is going to join us. Great to have Paul uh, back in the rotation. Paul Bovey now with uh, Covers.com. Uh, Paul, one of the, uh, the sharpest uh, cappers out there except that it's tough to top me it's tough to top me on fire 
Um, last night, we busted out the brooms, um, 7-0 and with the in-game props and, um, you know, the teasers and all that type of stuff. Two money line parlays, 9-0, and uh, late run last night in the NFL. We keep it rolling uh, tonight, an 11-3 and uh, day uh, today. And uh, we're not selling anything. All you have to do is tune into the show. As if you tuned in to our, uh, our show before the game uh, tonight, uh, I brought up, I said, you know, doesn't it feel like, you know, the Raiders are, the Raiders are, are due for like a big win, big statement game, um, you know, that basically they get rewarded for their hard work. That's what I was thinking. Because, you know, when, when Gruden came back into the league, it was a joke, man. Like he, John Gruden literally, literally was installing plays, all right? He was installing plays from the 70s. And remember, one of the players stated, man, like, he's literally got, like, grainy tape and stuff like that. Like, he's rolling in, like, beta machines to show them plays and tape in 2018 or whatever it was at the time. And listen, nobody thought he was going to last. He signed that 10-year, that monster 10-year, $100 million deal, whatever the hell it was. And it was like, really? You guys just signed this guy to have a face, right, to go to Vegas uh, with. And it was a disaster. It, It was terrible. Uh, but they brought uh, Mike Mayock in, and Mayock's a serious guy, and together the two of them have been great. You know, basically, Chucky is a good coach. You know, he's better than a good coach. He's a very good coach. I don't want to say great, but, you know, he's very, very good. Um, but he's the type of dude that you can't give, like, absolute power to. You know what I mean? You give him absolute power, it's going to be a problem. We saw that in Tampa. He likes you, like, you know what I mean? Like, he's basically, he goes through... You know, he goes through quarterbacks like Shriners and Hookers and like uh, on Labor Day weekend in Vegas. Speaking of Vegas. You know, you hear what I'm saying? Like, so, you know, Gruden, when he's held in check and Gruden's like just coaching a football team. Like, Gruden can't be in charge of player personnel. You know what I mean? And he admitted it. He said Mayock was brought in to basically watch me. <laughs> like, they're like and, and he goes, you know what? He goes, I don't mind. And he goes, we work great together. And and they are. And you can see the results. Hard work pays off in real life for anybody. Pays off in football as well. You know, the Raiders are putting the work in. You know, who would have thought with the roster that they had tonight? You look at those wide receivers that uh, Derek Carr was throwing a football to. An impressive win uh, tonight. You know, it's crazy. Eh? The New Orleans Saints, they haven't started the season 2-0 since 2013. It's just one of those, one of those deals. but. You know, we all know that Drew Brees is sort of aging before our eyes right now. And you have to wonder, is this sort of like the, um, you know, like he's not playing next year. Like, I don't think, like, Drew Brees doesn't strike me as the type of guy that wants to suck. And he doesn't suck yet, but the writing's on the wall, bro. The writing's on the wall. And, yeah, you put up numbers sort of, kind of, you know what I mean? But they're harmless. And it's not really all his fault either. And I brought this up last year in the playoffs. If you remember, I was on the Minnesota Vikings uh, plus the points in the playoffs last year. And and I said, they're too one-dimensional, man. Like, basically, you know, the ball's going to Michael Thomas or Kamara. And with no Michael Thomas, they're screwed. Nobody fears Traquan Smith. Was Emmanuel Sanders even in, like, uh, in uniform tonight? I don't know. I'm asking for someone to bet a freaking prop on him. Like, really, bro? Oh, yeah, and people said, oh, yeah, they brought in, you know, 
everyone knows they needed more weapons on the other side of Thomas. All right? Because once you get to the playoffs, teams are just going to, like, double and triple team them. And they're going to say, you know what? Throw the ball eight times to Traquan Smith. So what? You won't beat us? And then you see, without Michael Thomas, like, yeah, great. Uh, Alvin Kamara's a fantasy stud. But a running back can't win a game for a team. A running back can't, like, go up and down the football field by himself all day. Like, you need to be able to throw the ball down the field. Breeze can't throw the ball down the field, and they don't have anybody getting open down the field. You know, the, the Saints are flawed. Now, I'm not saying the Saints season is done or anything like that, but they're a flawed football team, and Sean Payton's got a lot of work to do in the sense that he's got to really call the right plays. And I knew without Mike, Michael Thomas, he was screwed. You know, you, dude, you throw the ball to someone 18 times a freaking game, and then that guy's gone suddenly. Like, where, where's the ball going? It's all right. It's going to Camara. Good. So what? You know what I mean? It's almost like the Michael George. So what? Score 58 points. Run for, you know, rack up 213 all-purpose yards, kid. Good for you. You're also taking like eight minutes off the clock going up and down the field. We're up by double digits. So, so what? Now, as I stated, I'm not saying, oh, the Saints are screwed this year or anything like that. But I don't think the Saints are going to the Super Bowl. And then you throw in the fact that they don't have fans. I, I said this before the year started. I think if there's a franchise and a team that would be affected by not having fans, it would be the Saints. It would be the Saints. They are that city. Like, they feed off the fans. Like, they really do. You know, like, you know, the crazies and, like, you know, those Monday nights in New Orleans and stuff. It's great. You know, great party town. You take that away from them, man. It's like, you know what I mean? It's it's like being sober. <laughs> like, like being the beer goggles are, have been taken off. Uh, you know, I man, I'm on record. I said this before the year started. We said this with Joe Lisi on In Game Live on NFL Sunday. I said, hey, whoa, whoa, whoa! Right as the season was kicking off, I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa! Hey, we better get our uh, Super Bowl picks in here just for the record, so we can boast or get blamed at the end of the year. And uh, my Super Bowl pick was Seattle versus Kansas City. What a Super Bowl that would be. You imagine Mahomes uh, versus Russell Wilson in a big game, Super Bowl 55. Wow. That'd be some crazy-ass stuff right there. Next Monday, it's uh, Kansas City and Baltimore. Quality. Quality stuff. But, hey, props to the Raiders. You got to give credit where, you know, you got to give them credit. Raiders went on the road. They beat Carolina. And now they just beat a pretty good state team. You know, Saint team is flawed, but they beat a beat a decent Saint team. And you know, it's like sort of let's you know, there's the rankings and then there's the rankings. And there's no such thing as pro rankings, but there are because they're called ATS rankings. That's what they're called. Good teams win, great teams cover. Like you know, like really, like you know, unless you know, what I mean, we're not getting a Super Bowl ring. We're not getting paid from these teams. The only way that we the only way that we can uh, make money from this stuff is if they cover point spread. All right. So right now, if we're ranking teams, Seattle, 2-0 against the spread. The Denver Broncos, barely. The Broncos have like two, like just barely covers in there. They squeezed it in. Hey, we're plus two and a half and we, we lost by two. Hey, we're getting six and we lost by five. But hey, the Broncos are 2-0 against the spread. So that's two teams. 
the Arizona Cardinals are 2-0 against the spread. The Baltimore Ravens are 2-0 against the spread. The Green Bay Packers are 2-0 against the spread. The Jacksonville Jaguars are 2-0 against this spread. And the Los Angeles Rams are 2-0 against the spread. They're your moneymakers right there. They're, they're, they're your moneymakers so far in the National Football League. And there's always, like, uh, we'll get Paul's take on this, because there's always that people overreact after week one and think they what they saw is what, what is going to be. And, and it clearly isn't. And then there's week two. And then so week three is like, all right, are these teams what they were in week one or are they what they were in week two? Week three is kind of like a turning point, isn't it? We'll get you the updated point spreads uh, for week uh, three. We'll run the gauntlet. There's some big-time uh, cool games uh, in the National Football League. The NBA took the night off uh, tonight because things were going too fast. Things were going too fast. Like, the NBA finals are kind of already set for, like, you know, so uh, Sports Rage Late Night continues. Bowlby next. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Visit today. Rage it up. Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Rage all you want. It's all set. They got the bug boy out. The bug boy? The little fella's been riding his heart out. They're gonna break his maiden. Really? Yeah, but it's a little slow out there. It rained last night. Oh, this baby loves the slop. Loves it. Eats it up. Eats the slop. Born the slop. His father was a mutter. His father was a mutter. His mother was a mutter. His mother was a mutter. What did I just say? Sports Rage Late Night uh, continues. Okay. I am uh, Gabriel Morenci. We're throwing it down on the Monday night uh, meltdown. Drew Martin is going to step up and in from Las Vegas. I think he's partying on the strip uh, right now. As uh, he told me, Las Vegas is buzzing uh, this evening. And imagine, like, you know, it's kind of like, you know, we know it's not really fully, uh, fully Las Vegas as we know it. Uh, but nevertheless, the locals are definitely excited. The local sports books probably not so happy. Uh, Paul, that the uh, that the Raiders cash the tickets because you know every uh, every uh, Johnny Six Pack and uh, Sally Housecoat uh, all played uh, the Raiders tonight. I know I did. Um, so the Raiders get it done. Paul Bovey steps up. What's going on, Paul? How you doing? Hey, great, Gabe. How how you doing? Well, you know those Johnny Six Packs, a hundred Johnny Six Packs throwing a ticket. And it could be offset by one guy walking in and betting the Saints. But I happen to think the Sharps were definitely on the Raiders. So I do think the books took a hit, not only from the square guys locally, but also from the Sharps. Look, this line was five and a half a few days ago, dropped down uh, kind of mysteriously to four. You would think it would go the other way, figuring it's Drew Brees, the Saints. Uh, a prolific offense that's uh, going to compete for the Super Bowl, and it turns out that the Raiders end up getting the money. And and to move a number like that, 
the Sharps would bet back into it if they thought that was the right side. But that, that just clearly wasn't the right side. Although in the first five minutes of the game, when the money line was minus 650 for the, uh, for the Saints, you might have thought otherwise. Yeah, you know, it's funny because you're right. I was on the Raiders plus the points. I said on the show earlier tonight that uh, the money line was in play. I felt like Gruden, uh, you know, had had a big win in him. But I'm not going to lie, bro. After the first five, seven minutes of the football game, I thought, holy crap, these guys are really bad <laughs> tonight. Like, this, this isn't going well. This isn't going very well uh, for them. But I give I give them some credit. Listen, they're 2-0 against the spread on the season. I had Carolina last week, plus three. The Raiders won by four. But, you know, it's impressive. They were down 10 nothing. They found a way to come back. A lot of people are making noise about the call on Janoris Jenkins late in the football game. He did grab him. Like, you know what I mean? Like, to me, the Rams-Cowboys call a couple of the last week was way more egregious. Like, that was a stupid call. This one, like, he did grab him. And the fact is, Ruggs is so fast, any ball is catchable. I didn't really have a problem uh, with it, but, you know, it's crazy when you look at the discrepancy of the penalty. He's had pretty much, like, every Saints game, you know, they get pinched late. Like, you know, they don't like Peyton. It's just, it is it is what it is. But we were talking about Drew Brees earlier. And, you know, I'm not hitting any panic buttons uh, for the Saints, but they're going to have to change what their offense is. You know, Michael Thomas has been such a safety blanket and just sort of, that's the only guy he throws it to. They don't have anybody else that's scaring anybody. Kamara's a running back. And, yeah, you can put up big numbers, but you can't just win with a running back, as we know. You know, Peyton's going to have to do some great play calling and maneuvering this year because Drew Brees' arm strength is lacking. The mobility isn't there. And like I said earlier, the sky's not falling, but this team has flaws, in my opinion, Paul. Yeah, that offense, in my opinion, going into this game, I said that without Michael Thomas, it is downright pedestrian. Drew Brees, give him a lot of credit. He completed nearly 80% of his passes last year, but that's because they're dink and dunk five and seven to 10-yard passes. And they were very fortunate last week. They got a P.I. down near the goal line. I think the score was a little bit misleading. They really didn't do much offensively at all. And as far as that P.I. goes, Gabe, you can get away with hand fighting, but you cannot get away with grabbing a guy's arm. That, to me, is an automatic P.I. because you're actually, you know, the guy has no chance to catch it. You're taking away uh, any chance he has to haul it in. So hand fighting, it, it happens back and forth. You grab a guy's arm, it's going to get nailed with the P.I. It was a good call. Uh, um, this week, guys, it ends up being 11-5 and five to the over. 11 of the 16 games end up going over uh, the number. Do you have any? And I never like the blanket. Um, you know, I'm not going to ask. Are you betting? You know, any certain way because of the fanless stadiums, or if anything is different? We've seen the NBA. I think the officiating is better uh, without uh, fans. But you know, we've, we're seeing it in college football as well. I don't know if it's the lack of tackling and practice, Paul. But you know, like, look, these offenses really aren't even in sync yet. We're still, we're still, um, you know, we were still 11 and five to the over. Are the defenses going to catch up? I don't know, but it, it looks like it's playing to be a higher scoring year this year. Gabe, if we go, okay, fast forward, week 18, we'll line up unders and overs 
and they'll be close, very close within an eyelash of 50 They'll be dead even. <laughs> uh, and the reason book. Well, they'll adjust the, the numbers, right? books make they'll money. They'll just keep going up. What's yeah, that? They'll just keep going. Like you said, even if they're higher scoring games throughout the year, we're just going to routinely get 54 and a half and stuff. They'll just adjust and bump the numbers up and scare everyone off. <laughs> It'll it'll hit 50-50 or thereabouts. I've I've tracked this before, and the reason books make money on under and overs is because most people bet over. I happen to be an over better, but I always will catch value. I catch mistakes. I'm on the Buffalo Ram game at 44 and a half. Then I played it again when they raised it on my play at 45. I've got the Eagle game at Cincinnati at 45. So they'll make mistakes. But you get this number now up to 48. There's not a lot of value in that number. So eventually these things catch up to themselves. And I'm not going to change the way I play. And as far as uh, the fans and the stands, right now I'm not factoring in home field advantage at all unless travel factors in. So, for example, you got the 49ers now playing in New Jersey two weeks in a row. That's going to take its toll. But outside of that, really, there's, you know, the effect is so minimal that I completely discount who's home, who's away. Yeah, I, I, I would agree as well. Yeah, I said, you know, it doesn't it doesn't really come come into play. We look, even in the college level, we saw the Miami Hurricanes go in and smash Louisville. You know, would they have if if it, if there was fans? You know, I think there's an, it's been an, there's been an impact uh, in in the NBA. Um, all right, so let, let's get into some. You you brought up the uh, the Buffalo Bill and the L.A. Ram game, so this should be a fun football game. Buffalo Bills, two-and-a-half-point favorites uh, in this game right now. As you, you talked about the total going up, up to 47-and-a-half at FanDuel uh, right now. Two teams that are 2-and-0, oh, winner's going to be 3-and-0 oh, and sitting in a pretty nice uh, spot. They've both been impressive uh, so far this year, but... You know, I'd have to give the advantage to the Rams only because of the schedule that they played. More impressive beating the Cowboys and the Philadelphia Eagles than it is the New York Jets and the Miami Dolphins. But with that being stated, the progression of Josh Allen is for real, Paul. 417 passing yards. He had his first 300-yard passing game in week one and then um, in his career. And then um, he follows that up with a 417. It's pretty clear that Stephon Diggs is fitting right in there. Yeah. Major upgrade to the offense by uh, with his acquisitions, making John Brown a much better receiver, Cole Beasley as well. I think Buffalo has the advantage here. Look, I'm not all that impressed with the Rams. That first game against the Cowboys, if you watch that game, that Cowboy defense was in such disarray. I mean, uh, Goff was just throwing short passes out in the flat, and these guys were running for 20, 30 yards. And as far as the Eagles go, no resistance whatsoever. Another really uh, what looks like on the surface a bad football team, Carson Wentz, with some really poor throws down at the 20-yard line. I mean, this was a 21-16 game at halftime on the strength of a break that the Eagles got down at the goal line uh, before the uh, – the break and and they get a touchdown and then they could do nothing in the second half once they got into Rams territory. I'm not all that impressed with the Rams at this point, but I think where Buffalo will struggle 
is over the middle, just like they did with Kaseki, because they lost those two linebackers. Uh, Matt Milano's great in coverage, yeah. and I think that's going to hurt him. So that's why I went over on this game, because I think both offenses will have some success. And, you know, credit the uh, the Bills defense. I think they, they've really upgraded, uh, bringing over Addison, Micah, Micah Hyde. But I think that uh, if those two linebackers are out, they're going to struggle over the middle. Uh, look, looking at the lines, and we'll do a quick line check, and we'll talk a little NBA with Paul Bovey, covers.com as well. Of course, Thursday night are Dolphins at uh, Jags. Jags are now two-and-a-half-point favorites. Atlanta Falcons, got to believe Quinn's on in the electric chair right now. Minus three-and-a-half there. Um, the Eagles, an 0-2 Eagles team, good news, bad news. Good news is they get the Bengals this week. Bad news is if they lose, then that's like rock bottom. A point spread, though, and we're, we're coming up to a break here, so we'll get Paul's take on the other side of this. But, guys, I'm surprised about the point spread uh, here that the Pittsburgh Steelers are only three-and-a-half-point favorites against the visiting Houston Texans. And say what you will about Bill O'Brien, man. And, you know, we can sit here for hours and say a hell of a lot, but, man, their schedule is brutal. You start at Kansas City, then you're hosting Baltimore, and now you're going to Pittsburgh? Really? Like... <laughs> That's not easy, and I'm I'm just amazed that it's that once again, like I don't know, the odds makers respect the Texans. Bring it. We'll hit this on the other side. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Rage it up. Sports Rage with Gabe Morency. Rage all you want. Do you have a gambling problem? No, I enjoy it. It's a hobby. Sports Rage, late night. Bet your rage. I am Gable Brents. We're kicking it. Shout out to all of our radio affiliates across uh, the nation. Coast to coast, uh, we're throwing it down. Uh, the loudest station in the nation, 50,000-watt uh, juggernaut, um, the mightier 1090, a powerful uh, signal up and down uh, the coast. Paul Bovey uh, joining us uh, in Los Angeles. Drew Martin will step up and in from Las Vegas a little bit uh, later on. Uh, hopefully he's not too lit up. Uh, although you know it's, it's a Monday, but it is Vegas. You you never know. And uh, of course, uh, me and Paul uh, both both used to live in Las Vegas um, at the same time. Except Paul's a uh, you're a globetrotter. You 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 uh, you live everywhere. And uh, now with uh, with covers.com. So uh, Paul, before we go into the break, I want to get into some NBA with you as well in our remaining uh, time here. But uh, going to the break, I brought up the Houston Texans. I thought the Texans had a chance of hanging around uh, with, with the Baltimore Ravens. And, you know, they clearly didn't. And, you know, it's two weeks in a row. Now, now I split the game because I had the uh, I had the over, and I hit a couple of props, too, to Shaw Watson over passing yards. So I did okay in the game, but nevertheless, I misread it as far as the Texans are concerned. But it's not just Bill O'Brien, but they're down. They're still in the game, Paul. You know, they're down by 10 or 11 or 13, whatever the hell it was. And, you know, they're, they're winning striking distance. And Deshaun Watson is snapping the ball, bro, when there's like two, three seconds left on, on the play clock. And it was he did the same thing against Kansas City, actually. You know what I mean? Like, no sense of urgency with this team. 
I've never seen a coach that just shows up and plays to lose. I guess like Zimmer does now too. I don't know what the hell's going on with Zimmer. Uh, but it's like the Texans just, you know, there's no urgency with this team. I don't know if they've quit on them and they're trying to get them fired at this point. Like I, I don't know. Like, even when they're down, they'll run the ball. They'll, like, Deshaun Watson's, there's no hurry-up offense with this team. Uh, but I'm surprised the point spread's three and a half in this game. Steelers-Texans, Paul, what's your take? I'm tired of people gushing over the Steelers' defense because I want to see more. Daniel Jones, the first week, if not for that interception down near the goal line, the Giants could have won the game. He went 26 of 41 for 279. And last week they had to face Jeff Driscoll, okay, when Drew Locke uh, went out of the game. Receivers, Judy, Patrick, and Hamler. Uh, Noah Fant at the tight end. And Driscoll did pretty well. Cortland Sutton, uh, Sutton goes out of the game. He's By the way, he's on the IR. Three catches. He had a 45-yarder in there. So I don't really see where the Steelers should take credit or get credit for uh, their defensive prowess to this point. So I think the Texans will start to gel, even though Fuller is out. You've got some talent back there in Brandon Cooks and Randall Cobb and Jordan Atkins and Fells and Kenny Stills. And I I, I think they will uh, have some success against the Steelers. In fact, I'm kicking myself because when that number came out and it was hung at five and a half or six, uh, I just didn't push the button on this one, and now it's down to three and a half, I believe. All right, we'll get into some basketball. Let me rattle off the point spreads, and then after, you can just step in and say, you know, you liked it at this number, that number, and, uh, you know, share what you think, and then we'll get into some basketball uh, here. So we got a Thursday night or two and a half. We talked about it earlier. The, um, the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars, two and a half point favorites over the visiting Miami Dolphins. The Atlanta Falcons, three-and-a-half-point favorites now at FanDuel against the Bears in Atlanta. Uh, the Eagles, the 0-2 Eagles take on the 0-2 Bengals. They're laying six-and-a-half. Uh, Texans get three-and-a-half at Pittsburgh. Uh, Bills minus two-and-a-half against the visiting Rams, a battle of 2-0 and football teams. A depleted and besieged with injury San Francisco 49ers team still laying four-and-a-half. I'm curious of your take on this one, actually. Because I've watched Danny Dimes closely. We were doing the show there at the Meadowlands. And, you know, I took the, I took the Giants plus the, plus the points against the Bears. It wasn't pretty, Paul, but, you know, a win's a win, right, against the spread. But, I, you know, as much as I've defended Danny Dimes, the kid's a freaking turnover machine. But without being stated, Jimmy G's not going to be playing. So no Mostert, no Jimmy G, no Richard Sherman, no Solomon Thomas, and no Nick Bosa. Can Joe Judge get a win here? Can Danny Dimes get a win here? Getting four and a half? I think they can. Am I crazy? Uh, I already bet the Giants. I had to. There's too many guys out for the 49ers. And uh, the guys you mentioned, I I edited it up. And if you throw in DeForest Buckner, who's no longer with the team, they had 48 sacks last year, and 25 of them are lost to between the uh, Buckner and uh, injury, uh, they've lost 25 of the 48. Then you throw in Mostart, Tevin Coleman. Uh, they're using uh, a couple of no names in the backfield. And I think people are seeing the marquee 
being the 49ers, the uh, NFC champions, but they're not looking behind the curtain and peeling back the onion that this team just has very little talent right now. They got a couple guys uh, on defense. Uh, um, I forgot his name. Armstead had 10 sacks last year. They got a couple guys who are still uh, players, but they've just lost too much, Gabe. And and the Giants played inspired football last week when Barkley went out. I think they'll be better, and I think they will cover this game at, at four, and they probably will win it outright. I think I think San Francisco are due for the loss. They've dodged they dodged the bullet again. The Jets are just that bad. Daniel Jones though turns the ball over, and it, it's just it's a real problem. And I and I like the guy. Quickly, as far as Barkley is concerned, I know there's going to be a percent. Ah, oh, the Giants don't have Barkley. Whatever, man. He ran the ball 15 times for six yards in, in week one. And, you know, as you mentioned, the for whatever reason, the ground game got better with Gallman. <laughs> it did. It's one of those bizarro worlds uh, after in which they suddenly started to move the ball. I don't know. Barkley in New York is just not meant to be. There's just something. He's got horrible luck. I, I, you know, really? You know, and they they hand him off the ball. He's he's got three guys in his face behind the line of scrimmage, and now he gets hurt again. I feel I feel for the guy, but uh, let's get into some NBA because time always flies here, Paul. You know, I was I was surprised there's no NBA game tonight, but they things were going too quickly. They've got the uh, the NBA Finals game seven was scheduled for October the 12th. They were sort of you know it was just too quick, um, so they needed to slow everything down. Now they'll get the West caught up tomorrow, and we'll get back to the East. But talking about advantages, is this an advantage for the Boston Celtics? Extra days for Gordon Hayward to get even healthier right now? Yeah, I I, I think it is, and I, I still like the uh, Miami Heat, though. I, I think they uh, just threw in a clunker. If you look at Goran Dragic, uh, he was 21-38. In the first two games, he throws in a two of ten. So does Crowder at two and ten, and uh, Kelly Olynyk was an zero of six. Dragic uh, was a minus twenty nine. I don't know what happened to these guys in game three. Yeah, they were blown out in the uh, by the fourth quarter. I understand, but I I just think that they uh, have a lot of resilience. They will come back and win the series. And look, rest is rest, but. Uh, thing is these guys aren't going out at night so I think they need less rest and the spacing is perfect right now they get a couple days off and uh you know they'll they'll it'll be a good game it's a contentious series it's gone back and forth but like I said I see a lot of resilience in the Miami Heat because every time you're about to count them out uh they come back and they'll make that run and I think Bam Adebayo is uh, dominating the series. He stepped up with 16 rebounds last game, and I, I just think they're they're the better team right now. I, I agree. I, I'm going to be taking the three points again. I've had them in all three games. I'll take it. You know what? We're fine. We're two and one. Uh, we'll move forward with that. We hit the over as well. Um, and as you said, both both teams get to rest uh, right now. Um, you know, how about the Lakers and the Nuggets? You talk about resiliency, and Miami's showing that resiliency, and I like that Jimmy Butler called his teammates out without, you know, doing the Marcus Smart and really making a show of it, but just basically stating, you know, it gets old trying to come back all the time from double digits, guys, you know? <coughs> Excuse me. Let's try to, let's try to, you know, have a little more intensity early, and I expect Miami to come out uh, with much more intensity. 
But how about the the respect that the Nuggets are getting from the odds maker? FanDuel right now, um, Lakers minus six and a half, uh, Paul. Uh, I was on Denver. I've been on Denver both games. You know, I thought I was pretty resilient by going back to the well with Denver. And they get their heart ripped out late with an epic uh, three-point shot from Anthony Davis. Like, wow. You know, so tough to, to lose that way. Most teams would be completely gutted. I, you know, this is Denver's last stand, obviously, right now. They're up against it to win the series, obviously. And I'll check the – we'll get, get you a series price here. But, you know, six and a half. The number's actually shorter in this game uh, than it was in the first two games, even though they're down 2 nothing. What do you make of the number? What's your take on this stuff? Well, it's an easy game for the Nuggets to roll over. That is really a tough uh, situation to come back from. It's almost like a tennis player blowing that easy set at the end or that sure set and then going down 2-0 and just throwing in the towel. But, uh, look, this team has come back before. I mean, two, three, one deficits. And, you know, Charles Barkley, it, 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 uh, I think it was a three, uh, what was it, three, one. And Charles Barkley in the second half said the Nuggets have packed it in. They come back, win the game, win the series. So people have counted out. Very smart people have counted this team out. I'm not going to count them out. And I frankly think they got screwed in the first game. Jokic played 25 minutes. He had two assists. I can't remember the last time he had two assists. The guy is is a, a distributor. And, uh, you know, it was a ticky-tack foul to to give him the third one, which yeah, uh, yeah. basically ended his time in the, in the first half. And they just weren't able to recover from that. I give a lot of credit to Dwight Howard, okay, who stepped up defensively, Rondo as well. Howard, I think, uh, what is he, a plus 24 in 29 minutes thus far in the series, or should I say the last couple games uh, in the series. So I I, uh, I like the uh, Nuggets. I like them to hang in there. I'll probably play Jokic over assists next game. He had nine in game two, and I think he'll get back to doing what he does best. And, look, you, you can't argue with what this guy means to this team he could make a case that he's as valuable to the Nuggets as LeBron is to the Lakers he does it all he scored 11 points in the last three minutes and they Denver should have won the game and but credit uh, Anthony Davis he made the shot of his life uh, the odd you know, well listen the numbers right now have told they've they've written the uh the Nuggets off uh the Nuggets um 25 to 1 right now, plus 2,500. The Lakers are 100 to 1 uh, to win this series. Uh, this is interesting. The Nuggets plus two and a half as far as two and a half games in the series. So if the Nuggets can win two games in this series, it's plus 370. As we say, listen, they were down 3 1 twice, man, right? So, you know, they're playing with house money. I think Malone could do a nice job before the game and, and tell them, listen, guys, it's been a hell of a run. We're playing with house money here. Let's go out there and do our thing right now. And we could see the Lakers a little bit, you know, human nature, complacency, up two games uh, to none right now. It's just, you know, you got to give Denver the uh, the benefit of the doubt, in my opinion. It's interesting that they're only getting six and a half. All right, we'll wrap up with Paul Bobby on the other side. We've got a couple of minutes left uh, with PaulCovenSet.com, SportsRage Late Night. Drew Martin, Betts going to step up and in from Las Vegas, Nevada. The Raiders get it done. 
Portrait's late night. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You're listening to Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Portridge, late night. I am Renzi, level one, winding down. It's been great stuff uh, with uh, with Paul Bovey uh, kicking it here this evening. Drew Martin Betts is going to step up and in. Uh, so, uh, Paul, um, you know, what a crazy, what a crazy year it's been. And, you know, it, for, from a sports perspective, you know, we have so much going on right now. So the Major League Baseball playoffs start uh, next Tuesday. All right, so eight days from now, the baseball playoffs start. And, oh, yeah, by the way, it happens to be the uh, the first presidential debate uh, as well <laughs> next Tuesday night, which rolls into Wednesday, uh, Wednesday, September the 30th. So next Wednesday, it'll be the morning after the debate, and God knows what's going to happen that night at the debate. And then we have eight playoff baseball games. Everybody's playing. Everyone that's in the baseball playoffs are playing that day. And, oh, yeah, the NBA Finals are starting next Wednesday as well. Uh, subject to change, the NBA said, just out of whatever. But you know it's going to start next Wednesday. That's what they're looking at right now. It's going to be a crazy week next week, Paul. Yeah, it's going to be a lot going on. And, you know, college football. And the SEC football, kickoff this weekend. Yeah, SEC's back. The SEC. Uh, yeah, I, I'm... My number one is is football, and that's where I make my bones. So I'm going to be honed in on that, but I'm sure I just got a great new setup down downstairs. You got to see this, Gabe. I've got like eight screens down here, and so I'll be, you know, uh, distracted a little bit with the baseball. I I have to admit, Gabe, I haven't watched a baseball game since I got back from abroad three and a half weeks ago, but. Uh, I'm sure I'll tune in. It's the playoffs, and and this is the time of year where you you want to uh, you know enjoy uh, you know balls and strikes. Yeah, it's baseball playoffs, March Madness style. Everybody makes it. Paul Bovey, find him over. Uh, you can find him on Twitter at Paul Bovey, as well as uh, Covers.com, Covers Experts, uh, Covers Experts, Covers.com. Great to have you back in rotation, Paul Bovey, kicking it in Los Angeles. The mightier 1090 sports rage continues. Bring it. <laughs> 